Hello and welcome to the Grox uh, Science Show. Uh, I'm here with Jason Rogers uh, and we're going to discuss some of his research which was uh, published just a little while ago on, uh, on analyzing faces and the, the article was titled Throwing Shade, the Science of Resting Bitch Face, which we'll try to call uh, RBF for most of the rest of this. So Jason, thanks for coming here with us and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me. It's great to be on the show. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, about your understanding of what RBF is and, and kind of how you got interested in it. Uh, sure. Um, my interests, uh, it was really just a kind of a fun circumstance. Uh, we were at a cross-country meet for our daughter, and we were talking with a, a very good friend of ours who has a teenager. And, uh, you know, typical teenage angst, uh, she was saying that when her uh, daughter gets a certain way, she totally has this RBF when she starts throwing her shade and being relatively uncool and uh, unhip to these uh, relatively new terms. I had, I had heard of RBF before, especially in the context of certain celebrities, but I'd never heard this throwing shade before and thought it was hysterical. And a few days later, I was out for a run and just had this idea of, hey, what if what if we put it through our program to see what happens and see if we could come up with a phenotype? And thought that would be really kind of funny. And um, typically, our Noldus blogs are are ways that we try to show some of the applications of our stuff, uh, our services, or our software in a, a different, more creative or uh, outside of the box sort of way. And I thought this would be a perfect example for that. Yeah, a way of, of, of taking some, some of your software and kind of the techniques you're already using and applying it to something that's um, more entertaining than maybe like a, a serious scientific issue. That's uh, right. And, and, you know, the, the truth of the matter is that I left academic research in 2008. Noldus is primarily a software and solutions provider for academic research and any and all study of the uh, behavioral sciences. So if it's a fish, a worm, a dog, cat, et cetera, if it, if it behaves and you're interested in how it behaves, that's, that's what we do. Okay. And so it was kind of, uh, how can I take our software application and bring it to light using something different and something fun? Yeah, and, and something that kind of shows off the, the applications that it, that it can be used for. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, you know, um, I have become more of an expert on the face, but that's not my area of expertise. <laughs> so this and wasn't people something people saying, like, scientific study and all of that, you know, I mean, we did it in as much scientific validity as we could, but the point is that this was a small little fun study that turned into something much greater than we had anticipated. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it got a lot of publicity uh, behind it, and I remember, you know, hearing about it, and people would talk about it on Facebook and things, and sort of saying, you know, and then I looked through the actual post, and I was like, well, you know, this was this was mo meant to be kind of a lighthearted thing. This isn't like somebody applied for a grant and, you know, <laughs> is, has made this the center, you know, the center of their thesis. This That's is right. Somebody, uh, one of the many comments on the CNN article said, oh, how much grant money was wasted on this, and why aren't these people off curing cancer? Um, you know, I think it, it, it speaks to the broader uh, lack of understanding of what a scientist is and what we do. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, I mean, this was something done internally as, as that meant started out to be sort of lighthearted, but then turned into something a little bit more than that. Yeah. So uh, it, it, tell me a little bit about the software that you were using and, and kind of the, the program, because I think that's that's inter it's interesting to hear about that. Yeah, sure. So the program itself is called Face Reader. And there are several out there, and the, the way that they work are all 
more or less the same, right? So uh, you can use a still image or a video, both of which I used in the RBF paper, or you can use a live camera. So if we were to, to turn the videos on here in Skype, we'd be able to record those and I could run it through and I could actually analyze your face while we're talking. Um, the way that it works is that uh, it models 500 points on the face and then classifies it using um, what we call an active appearance model uh, that had been trained on uh, over 10,000 pictures as part of the Karolinska set out of Stockholm. So um, the model uh, looks at the individual facial variations uh, also related to your pose, your orientation, the lighting, and then from that creates uh, what it thinks your face, the emotion on your face is showing. Okay, so so it, it's basically it's uh it's it kind of runs an algorithmic uh, function to try to figure out then exactly based on you know a whole lot of different points what what's the emotions that you're showing and this has been kind of tested on a bunch of people beforehand to get its to get its background readings. That's right. That's okay. right. That's right. There are over 300 academic publications. Uh, it's well validated in the market. Uh, validated against hand coders. And, and I think it's important to note that this isn't uh, biometrics. This isn't a lie detector. You're not going to see this at the TSA. Um, you know, this isn't some sort of face scanning, facial recognition. This is emotional recognition. So uh, when you smile, it says you're happy. When you frown, it says you're sad. And when your eyes get big and you make a <gasps> shocked face, it says you're surprised. So, I mean, this is the level of, of granularity that you're getting. Okay, yeah. So it's just trying to pretty much do it purely based on the emotions that it thinks your face is showing. That's right. That's okay. right. Okay, so um, tell me about then some of the, the characteristics that you found uh, for RBF. Yes, so when we ran it through, I wasn't sure exactly what to look for. Um, I thought it would be, honestly, some combination of maybe anger and sadness, um, kind of a priori going into it. That's what I had anticipated. And I started noticing... When I started running running the images and some of the videos, that I noticed that I started getting uh, small bits of contempt in those who had been deemed as having this RBF, and so that's kind of what first uh, tipped my tip my eyes to it. I, I like I said, I didn't a priori think much going into it; just kind of wanted to look and see. Uh, previously, I had tried looking at duck face. Uh, you know, the, the typical selfie duck face to mm -hmm. see if there's something or cute there. Couldn't really get a whole lot out of that. So I thought, well, you know, let's see how it works. And again, um, you know, I started noticing that this little bit of contempt was actually spiking. And, and we're not talking about an overt amount. It's not like it was through the roof. These people were still predominantly neutral in face, but it was showing some bits of contempt. And that's when I started thinking about, well, wh what does that mean and why would that matter? And that's when it kind of hit me that as a perception, when I am recognizing contempt, that's what's creating this sort of angst RBF idea. Yeah, so it's someone that's kind of subconsciously conveying not like full-on contempt, but like this kind of, they have this like residue of contempt in their face. That's right. That's right. It's like their face is showing it, whether they're feeling it or not. Most likely they're not. They say this is their neutral face. They're not upset. They're not unhappy, but it just looks like that. It looks like they're throwing you shade, if I can use that term appropriately. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, so as I was taking a look at you, uh, you attempted to, to quantify it, and you're saying that basically uh, people that have that 
are known to have RBF show about twice as much contempt in their neutral uh, face as as our kind of our normals. That's right. That's right. And we're still talking about a low percentage. And and to be honest with you, Adam, there's no there's no threshold for you yeah have, for, for like what for what point you would call it at what point you would call it. That's right. Um, I I have heard. Uh, they say that if you are actually showing contempt, if it were full-blown contemptuous face, then that's something entirely different. Because again, this is all coming from your neutral face. Yeah, this is still layered on to what you're deeming as neutral. Yeah, but it, but it's interesting. So that that the RBF is defined by a very subtle, like kind of perpetually like mild or very very mild contemptuous look, and so. I think you were writing that it basically the way that our brains work is we see this kind of small amount of contempt and that's that's how we that's how we then classify it as as this person is throwing shade kind of constantly. That's right. That's right. So um so how did you pick the people that had that you uh defined as having RBF? Uh Google search to be honest with you. Yeah. Um just taking a look at people that were that were well known for for having it. Yes, the usual suspects. Um, so so yeah, the, the kind of people that uh, the, there seems to be a growing like overall internet uh, consensus. Right, you know, Kristen Stewart, uh, Victoria Beckham, Queen Elizabeth, Kanye West, uh, Simon Cowell. Um, Anna Kendrick, you know the, these yeah. types. People, right. people that I think if you if you ask the majority of people, yeah, yeah, that's that's what that is. Because again, that's, it's not that's what that is. It's not a well defined thing in advance. Um, but you could say, you know, I want to. I'm looking for something that's shared in common with all of these people. That's right. And and since this study uh, was first published in the Washington Post, what two months ago or a month ago or six weeks. Um, I have subsequently received uh, well over 2,000 images of people who have just sent me their own uh, face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to sort of have a look and see or anything like that. Um, And people will either say, tell me I have it, or please tell me I don't have it, or all my life people have told me I've had it. Um, You know, I I started with celebrities because they're easy to find on. You do a Google search for RBF and you're going to get the original uh, bitchy resting face uh, video. And then you're going to get the whole host of celebrities. Um, Well, and I think that's probably a lot easier because, again, you can get kind of a consensus, kind of what you say. Oh, this is this is kind of universally defined as someone who has this rather than just one person's input. It actually kind of gives you a lot of data, a lot of data points for, you know, people that say, oh, this is this is someone with RBF. Right, and I really didn't know the extent of the cultural meme of it. Um, I know people love celebrities, and so anytime you do anything related to them, people are tend to sort of gravitate towards that. Um, yeah. So, but I but I thought it was really interesting because I it, so in the in the original blog post, you actually go through and you you show kind of the results of different people that are considered to have RBF, and you can definitely see that there's areas with like high spikes of contempt based on the software. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, um, and then it, and then you were also saying that people have been sending in pictures of themselves, and I I see at the bottom of the post it, you have the uh, you have the option to to send it in. Now, it, again, is this just essentially sort of automated? 
Yeah, so uh, originally when the, the post was created, it was to send to me. I, I didn't expect, like I said, when this thing was published in, in October, it was like, well, we'll see who reads it because they'll send me a picture. And honestly, one person did. Yeah. One person. Um, and then once the story broke and sort of went viral, the 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 number of emails I was receiving went up significantly. Yeah. And so we as an attempt to to be able to to manage all of that we um we created a way for people to test their own faces online and be able to upload their own images and get their own results okay yeah which i which i imagine is then all uh, yeah because once you know there's a big difference when it goes from like one people to like 2000 people once people all over the internet are like, oh, hey, I want, I want to know about this. And, you know, it, it becomes a lot more fun. But then you're like, I have all these emails and I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And, and originally it was it was more of for those who were who thought they I mean, there the number of people who said I've been contemplating plastic surgery or cosmetic surgery to correct this. Um, it's astounding. I had no idea the level of uh, just angst and and sadness that these people have because of the perception of their own neutral face yeah i mean it it can be it can be difficult because uh you know knowing people that that have this they 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 can look like perpetually just kind of grumpy or like they're in a foul mood and you keep asking hey is everything okay and they're like yes i'm fine i'm fine i don't you know everything's fine this is just my face (laughs) um I, I know your wife works with Brittany. Have you met Brittany or Brittany's husband, Ted? I think I've met uh, Brittany briefly at uh, at like a work function, maybe at like the holiday party. I don't. Okay. So yeah. Her husband, Ted, will often joke and say, hey, are you happy? Tell your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think it's it's the same concept. And, and my wife is also like sometimes I'll, I'll be, you know, we'll be having like, hey, is everything okay? And she's like. Yeah, everything's fine. I'm just watching television. I'm like, but you, you just look, you just look so unhappy. Um, and I can understand though how somebody like it could potentially negatively affect your life to the point where yeah, I could I could understand people saying you know gee I've, I've got to figure this out. Um, but what would be what would be interesting would be to to do like before and after then analyses of people if they if they actually have undergone plastic surgery and and to make sure say hey you know it did. Did their perception improve, and did it change their their software reads the neutral expression? Because yeah, the worst sure, thing would yeah. be to get to get this plastic surgery, and then only to have your contempt go up and to make it worse. <laughs> sure. Right, and I, I mean, I don't know many plastic surgeons, but it, it's a difficult conversation to have. I want you to take my RBF away. Yeah. Well, well yeah, that's the thing. So they go, well, how do I know what it is that you want me to fix? Yeah. Yes. Um, well, I, I think this has been really interesting. I mean, it's a really interesting concept. I think it's kind of a fun application of the software. Uh, what, what else are you working on at the moment? I am a behaviorist by training. And so um, facial expression is fun because it's easy to get people because Google uh, selfies, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are a couple of things that I'm working on uh, related to the faces. One is looking at people's facial expressions while they're in the midst of an apology. Okay. So, for example, uh, we all make mistakes, but when you are famous, you have to do it publicly. Mm-hmm. And so I want to look at politicians versus actors versus athletes okay. uh, to see if, if there are any differences. So, for example, some of the politicians I've tested, they've, they're showing high bits of anger during their apology. Now, I'm sure that they're, they're guilty. I'm sure they're, they're feeling miserable. But during the time of their public apology, their face is showing anger. Okay. And so it makes you wonder, are they angry because they got caught? 
And so, you know, just kind of looking at uh, what are some differences. Uh, as a behaviorist, I'm always sort of looking at what are the differences exist between all of us. Now, the other thing that uh, I'm also kind of looking at that I'm more interested in is, is how we navigate in our world. Um, and one thing that I'm absolutely fascinated with is uh, how we navigate and, and know our spatial world. So if I'm driving to Chicago from Cincinnati and I'm going up 65, and as happened last year, the bridge breaks and you have they reroute you 65 miles mm-hmm. and you don't have GPS or Google to navigate your way around, how do you know how to get to where you're getting without your map? Okay, that's interesting. So you, kind of the in, your intrinsic sense of direction... That's right. Ah. Or, or at the same time, you're sitting, uh, you know, God forbid you're sitting on the Eisenhower on a 430 on a Friday and you're going nowhere. Or you're trying to get the Mannheim merge and again, you're sitting there going nowhere. At what point do you take the exit, even though it's going to take you longer and you're going to go further? Most people will take the exit just to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Just, just to have the, the feeling that you're making progress, even if just you know. Just have the feeling you're making progress. So it's counterintuitive. You'll go out of your way and you'll go further to get to your goal, but you're still moving. So these are the kinds of questions that, that we like to, to joke with and tackle and, uh, and, and look at. Well, those, those are interesting concepts, uh, and so I, well, I look, I'll, I'll keep an eye out on the, on the blog, and I, I look forward to hearing more about those. Sure, and if you, um, if you, direct, uh, if you come to our, the actual original article, uh, The Science of RBF, at the bottom it will say, do I have it? And you can go to, you can click a link, which will direct you uh, to where you can upload your own image, and so you, or you know, images of your friends or, or what have you mm-hmm. well which i think is a really which would be yeah like a fun thing to get to show everyone um so just just for our listeners uh the the website is called noldus.com so n-o-l-d-u-s.com uh and the original blog post is called throwing shade the science of rbf um well, Jason, thank you so much for talking with us. It's, uh, it's really interesting to hear about uh, this kind of uh, computer approach to behavioral science. And, uh, well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it, Adam. Thank you so much for your time. All right, thank you. All right.